But the third point we wanted to touch on today is the fact that we must ask in the name of Jesus. Uh, because the, the, the rules have kind of changed since our Lord has ascended into heaven. For God the Father has given unto him the name which is above every name. Now Jesus spoke about the age that we're in now when he was on the earth. In this passage of scripture, John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 22, uh, sorry, 23 and 24. Jesus speaking again, he says, And in that day you will ask me nothing. That day meaning the day that we are living in now. In that day you will ask me nothing. Now don't forget when our Lord was on the earth, they were asking him. But now he's saying, guys, the rules are going to change. In that day you will ask me, Jesus, nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. It's what our Lord is telling us, that in the age that we're living in now, the church age, we're not to ask Jesus for anything. We're to ask our Heavenly Father. For Jesus said, in that day you will ask me nothing. But whatever you ask the Father, and then he adds another condition, but he, uh, the point is that we need to be placing our petitions before God our Father. Jesus said so. Jesus said, don't ask me. Ask the Father. And so that's what we do in this day. We ask the Father. But Jesus added a condition to us asking our Father. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. And so we ask our Father in the name of Jesus. That is the instruction given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And He goes and He says, until now you ask nothing in my name, ask and you might receive that your joy may be full. No. Jesus is very emphatic about this prayer of faith. He says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So, you know, Jesus has no doubt in his mind or his heart that when we pray the prayer of faith to God our Father in the name of Jesus, believing, we'll receive exactly what we believe for and ask for. Because now that we have the word of, of the Lord Jesus Christ himself on the subject. And that's how we need to be petitioning God our Father. Our Lord spoke about it again uh, in John's Gospel, chapter 14, 13 and 14. Uh, verse 13 and 14. Jesus speaking, And whatever you ask in my name, so there we go, our Lord is again telling us, this is how we do it in the church age. We ask our Father in the name of Jesus. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, Jesus doesn't say we ask him in his name. Jesus says we ask the Father in his name. But what Jesus tells us will happen is that when we ask our Father in the name of Jesus, then Jesus himself will actually do that which we ask him. Now, why God does it like that? Why Jesus does it like that? You can ask him. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus has taught us this principle, and so we just need to apply it. You know, Jesus said one thing at one time about um, how the kingdom of God actually works. He says it's, a, it's as if man casts his seed into the ground and goes to sleep and rises up and goes to sleep you know, day after day. And the seed grows and sprouts. He says he doesn't know how that happens. God does it. When the harvest comes, he reaps. And so, you know, God tells us what to do. And we just are obedient to do what he tells us to do. We don't know what God, how God does what he does. 
we get, you know, when the harvest comes, when our prayers are answered, we just reap and we give thanks. And so we mustn't get overly concerned as to, well, why does God want us to do it this way? God's God, let him decide what he wants to do. And so the principle is, is that in the church age that we dwell in now, when we ask our, in our prayer life, one of the conditions we must believe. The other condition we have to meet in order for the prayer of faith to work is we have to ask our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. Now when we do that, Jesus himself has said, he will then do that which we ask of him. And so we do not ask Jesus in, in this day. We ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Now that includes even commanding an outcome on the earth to take place in the name of Jesus. Would you say, what does that mean? Let's look at this example, and that will give us an, a, a clear understanding of what I'm talking about. Acts chapter 3, verse 4 to 8. Scripture says, And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And so this is a, uh, an account of Peter using the name of Jesus in the earth to command an outcome to take place. And that was that this man would be healed. Now we know, uh, I, I, we dealt with in the series so far, Peter was operating in the gift of special faith at this time. But nevertheless, he uses the name of Jesus to perform the miracle. Now, when Peter speaks the command for the outcome in the name of Jesus, what happens? Jesus does what Peter commands. Why? Because Jesus said he would. He said, whatever you ask in my name in that day, let's go back to it, John 14, uh, thir uh, 13 and 14, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so in our prayer life to God our Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus answers our prayer. God and Jesus are one, so let's not get hung up on that issue. But also when we command an outcome in the earth to take place in the name of Jesus, Jesus does that because he said he would. And so that's how this principle works, because we must understand that the name of Jesus is the name above all names. God the Father has ordained that every, everything has to bow, every name that is named has to bow to the name of Jesus. And so whatever sickness there is out there, whatever lack there is out there, whatever there is out there, everything has, has a name to it and has to bow to the name of Jesus. And so Jesus does what he does because it's his power. It's his, he, he backs up his own name, so to speak. And so very clearly, one of the, the things we have to be doing when we pray the prayer of faith is we must, we must be asking our Father in the name of Jesus. In other words, we ask, Father, will you do this for us? No, we can't say that. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that this, what, this and this and this happens. And then... Uh, God the Father hears that, Jesus also hears that prayer, and Jesus then does it, because we're asking our Father in the name of Jesus. And so that name commands authority in heaven. All of heaven bows to that name. And so that, it's that the name of Jesus that um, brings the power of God to bear in the prayer of faith. 
And then the last point I wanted to touch on today is that the fact that because we, we're breaking this, this all these points down because we're wanting to apply our faith in our prayer life and how does that work? So we said we need to ask, we said we need to ask Bellini, and we said we need to ask in the name of Jesus. The, th the fourth area we want to touch on today is that we must be asking according to the will of God. This is a very important area that we need to be um, afraid with. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, but, but without faith it is impossible to please him, speaking about God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so all Christians fulfill the first part of that requirement. He must, we must believe that he is. We all believe that God is because we're born again. So that's not the issue with, as far as Christians are concerned. That's the second requirement in this uh, point um, that we need to be meeting. We have to believe that God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Now the only way we can fulfill that requirement is if we are fully convinced, don't forget we dealt with this aspect of faith. Faith is being fully convinced in our minds. And so the only way we can um, believe that God is going to reward us with that which we are diligently seeking Him for. So this is now my prayer life, my prayer of faith. I'm diligently seeking. I'm like a Syrophoenician woman. I'm asking and I'm determined to receive from God. But the only way I can get there is I have to be assured in my mind, fully assured in my mind, that what I'm asking of God is according to His will. Because um, otherwise, I cannot be fully assured. I can't believe that He's going to reward me. I have to be fully assured in my mind that what I'm asking of Him is according to His will. The Apostle John, well again the Holy Spirit through the Apostle John, speaks around this issue. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15, he says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. And so, in order for me to have full assurance in my heart that God is hearing my prayer of faith, I must be fully assured in my mind that I'm asking according to His will. Because I have His, His word on the subject. He says, guys, if you ask anything according to my will, I'm going to hear it. And, and this is your, your, your assurance. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this passage from God's uh, viewpoint and how he's communicating to us. Um, and if you know that I hear your prayer, this is now God speaking to us, whatever you ask, you know that you have the petition that you've asked of me. And so the condition that our Lord says, if you want this prayer of faith to work for you, then you've got to come to me and ask me according to my will. Because if you ask me according to my will, I will hear that. That's a prayer I will hear. Now, what is our Lord implying there? If we ask outside of the will of God, He actually doesn't hear our prayer. Go back to James. He spoke about the fact that you have not because you ask not. But He also said, you carry on with that passage of Scripture, He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. And so, He was talking to the church, well, James is writing to the church at large, but they were asking God for all sorts of fancy stuff that they could, you know, just indulge their, their fleshly desires. And that was not in line with the will of God. And so God was just ignoring those prayers. And God says that to us in this passage. He says, guys, if you come and ask me 
outside of my will for you, well then I'm not going to hear that prayer. And so if God doesn't hear our prayer, well that's it. <laughs> if he doesn't hear it, he's not going to give an answer to it, obviously. But God does, does give us his full assurance on this issue. He said, but if you ask me according to my will, I will hear your prayer. And if you know that I've heard your prayer, you know that you have the petition that you asked of me. And so it's so important for Christians, before we try pray, not try, that's not the right word, before we pray the prayer of faith, that we must first make sure that we are praying in accordance with the will of God for our lives. And now you say, well, how do I know? Well, you know what God's will is for your life through His written word, specifically the New Testament. For in there God has shown us what His promises. And the scripture says to us very plainly, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And so because Christians are in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. So we just, when we ask of God, we, we need to be understanding what He has promised on the subject, what God's will is, and then we can ask of Him in full assurance that He hears our prayer because He's already told us. That promise is yes and amen. God says, that's it. You, you, I'll give that to you. I'm not going to hold, withhold that from you. I'll give it to you. But you have to ask me in these areas. You have to ask me. You have to ask believing. You have to ask in the name of my son, Jesus. And you have to ask according to my will for your life. And if you do those four things, you're going to walk away receiving what, you're, what you came for. That's what the prayer of faith really does. It actually just receives from God. As I said, there are other prayers as well. We're not going to touch on them um, in the series because of the fact that the series is dealing with faith toward God. And so those prayers, there are different rules that have to be applied. But for the prayer of faith, these rules have to be applied. And God is very clear on the issue. If you meet these requirements, you're going to get what you came for. Now, let's have a look at an example um, that illustrates this point of asking according to the will of God and thus receiving from God. And we pick it up in Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. The scripture says, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, obviously speaking about our Lord Jesus, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, arise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And so here's a very classic example of asking according to the will of God. You say, well, how do you pick that up? Well, the Holy Spirit shows us what transpired on the account when blind Bartimaeus encounters Jesus. But the Holy Spirit also implies to us what took place prior to this incident. Where do we pick that up? Scripture says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry. So he begins to cry immediately. 
Say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So, blind Bartimaeus is sitting on the roadside in Jer outside Jericho and he's begging. Now, it's not a case of Jesus walks by, he doesn't know, he's blind. So, he, he hears the multitude walking past. He asks, what's going on? They say to him, Jesus of Nazareth is walking past. And so, he said, well, who's Jesus of Nazareth? And some, somebody says, well, Jesus of Nazareth is a prophet and he does this. and Not at all. The moment he hears that Jesus of Nazareth is walking past, he cries out straight away. He, the scripture says, uh, when he heard there were Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now what happens is people tell him to shut up because he's making a nuisance of himself. The Bible says he cries out even harder. He is determined to get Jesus' attention. Why is that? Because he's heard about Jesus already. He knows all about Jesus. Somebody has, and people have told him that there is this prophet of God in Israel called Jesus of Nazareth. And he heals people. He heals the blind. And if you can get him to lay hands on you, your eyes are open instantly. And so when blind Bartimaeus hears about this, his faith is activated straight away. His faith says to him, if I can get to Jesus, I'll get my sight. He believes that with all his heart. Why is that? Because he's heard reports about what Jesus does with blind people and other people that are sick and, and paralyzed. And so blind Bartimaeus is fully convinced in his mind that this prophet of God, this Jesus of Nazareth, will heal him if he can just get to him. Now we don't know why, the scripture is silent on the subject, but somehow blind Bartimaeus cannot get to Jesus. Nobody will take him to wherever Jesus was. And so he's sitting in Jericho. Now he's begging on the side of the road, and this multitude comes past, and he says, what's going on? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth is walking past. Now he's got it. Oh, Lord, this is it. I know this prophet can heal me. And so he immediately cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Um, yeah, he says that. And he cries out even more. And when he comes to Jesus, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, you know, <laughs> Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. That's all he wanted. That's because he knew that this, prophet, this man of God could do that. He believed that. He was convinced fully. Jesus said to him, um, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And instantly he receives his sight. So the point is that, we, that Bartimaeus was fully convinced in his mind that he was crying out to God, Jesus, obviously, according to his will. He knew that if he can just get to this Jesus, he will get his healing. There was no doubt in his mind on the issue. And so remember our Lord said, in that day you will ask me nothing. You're going to ask God the Father in my name. And so we need to be like blind Bartimaeus. We need to hear what Jesus does with regards to our situations. Read the Word of God. Find out what God does pertaining to our situation. Become like Bartimaeus, fully convinced. Wait a minute, if I go to God on this issue, as he's done for these people, so he'll do for me. And so when I come before him in prayer, asking, believing in the name of Jesus, being fully convinced I'm asking him according to his will, that's exactly what I'm going to receive. This prayer of faith works. Um, you know, every account we've seen in the example so far shows us that's exactly what happens in the prayer of faith. And so just to recap, we've covered four areas today. In order to apply our faith in our prayer life, we must ask. We must ask believing. We must ask in the name of Jesus. Ask our Father in the name of Jesus. And we must 
ask according to the will of God. We must be fully assured that the petition that we're making known to God is in accordance with His will for our lives. When we meet those requirements, we will walk away receiving from our Father that which we ask. We'll end the teaching. Of the